what we do here is go back, 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 back. Welcome back to another edition of the Raider Take Podcast. This is one of your co-hosts, Andy McDonald. Um, I am rocking today solo. Um, Micah, who is our uh, our fearless leader, he is out on his honeymoon, as I believe he mentioned to everyone last week, as he rocked it solo. So, um, you know, we've, as an organization, allowed him to take this time off, um, but we do require that he is back next week. And just so everyone knows, we will enforce, we will enforce that, um, and be mindful of his PTO hours that he's allotted. Um, so it's just me today. Um, it is actually Friday, October 22nd and uh, a little bit later of a recording than we usually do. Um, but you know, regardless, you know, want to get some content out to y'all. And I know we haven't recapped, um, the big win, um, of the Raiders in week six last week against the Broncos, um, was trying to find a, a way to pair up with with maybe some sub sub co-hosts, some guest guest hosts, but uh, schedules did not permit that. So here I am. It's Friday, and um, you know, excited to recap this game and then really get into the preview of um, this upcoming game against the Eagles. But let's talk about this uh, Week Six game. Um, Raiders went out to Denver. Obviously, the scandal of uh, scandal, whatever you want to call it, with John Gruden. He resigns. Um, the beginning of that week, so much news and uh, attention that was focused around the organization, um, around Mark Davis, around Gruden, around um, the Washington football team, which really that's how the emails were released, um, was because there was an investigation of the Washington football team. And what ended up happening was is uh, Gruden's emails got let out, as everyone knows, and he got fired. But um, nothing happened to the Washington football team. I think that's still under investigation, but you know, they retired Sean Taylor's number, um, number 21 on Sunday, which I thought was very well deserved, but also interesting timing to say the least. So anyways, the past is the past. Um, and that's what happened. So, um, a lot of scrutiny around the organization. Um, a lot of, you know, a lot of what ifs, a lot of, you know, what happens now to this team that started out three and um, and then really had two, really let down losses, um, one against the Chargers, the other one against the Bears at home. Um, so team was under duress. Um, and, you know, obviously then Gruden resigns and that whole thing broke out. So there was a lot of adversity that this team this team faced. Um, Rich Basaccia uh, was named the interim head coach, um, who was our special teams special teams coach and assistant head coach. So felt like um, right, right man for the job, had a lot of great experience and also a lot of uh, – a lot of trust and confidence around the, at least the team, um, you know, in that locker room, a lot of the players do, you know, do and have really respected, um, Rich. And, and I think that what it did allow was for Gus Bradley and for Greg Olson to stay in their lanes as, as defense and offensive coordinator respectively. So, um, so the Raiders go out to Denver and I mean, it was probably our best one of the year, I think, obviously, with a lot of emotion around it. But I think if you look at complete game, um, they, they probably played one of their most complete games. And, you know, that they, they got out to a hot start. Um, Carr hits rugs for that big touchdown, 48-yard um, touchdown, I believe, um, to to kick off our first drive. Um, we go up 7 nothing. Broncos go down and they score 7-all. So, 
But I think from there, um, what you saw was really the the D line. Um, they they generated a lot of pressure, which I think had been lacking in the last couple of weeks. Um, and all, and also the offensive line really held their own. Now, I think all in all, they ran for the Raiders ran for about. 86 yards total right didn't even reach 100 but um what you saw was jacobs um he got he got going a little bit um he got you know i know it only six i think it was 16 carries for 53 yards but he got in the end zone um he got some chunk plays um or not i mean not really even chunk plays but he had just effective um you know josh jacobs style running where he's bruising where he's picking up a big first down whatever it may be so um even though we'd like to see his average per carry um go up a little bit i thought that a banged up Josh Jacobs coming back, being able to play um, and getting the end zone was good for him and good for our line because um, if you look at the last, you know, these last two games before the Broncos where we lost, it's um, we kind of got dominated on both sides um, and that's where the game can be won is in the trenches and that's where, um, you know, we lost the games those past couple weeks. Obviously, there's other things to look at, but um, really good to see the O and offensive defensive line turn around um, and kind of get uh get that spark back so um max crosby on the defense had just adding to his um, resume for the year um hopefully candidate for defensive player of the year um which is very um (laughs) it's exciting because we haven't had a player of this caliber or performing at this caliber um since khalil Mack. obviously he won it um you know a couple years ago but everyone knows how that story played out but yeah big day for for max um you know, six tackles, three sacks, um, had a tackle for loss, um, knocked down the ball, um, had a pass deflection um, at the line of scrimmage. So he's not just pinning his ears back and going. He's playing the run very well. He's playing the pass very well. Um, and also, you know, being a, a true all-around impact player where I think anyone that watches at least the defensive side of the ball for the Raiders knows that he goes, he's all gas, no breaks. He gives it his all every play. And that's just, um, it's the type of player he is but also he is he is one of our leaders he's one of our captains and and that's uh, it's just exciting to to see him set the example that way so um big day for him and, and then also big day for the for the Raiders secondary as far as um you know turnovers that that we were able to get um which was great you saw um you saw Trayvon Moore get his get his first pick of his career um that was exciting um he actually he almost had two. One of them earlier was he had it in his hands and it got stripped away from the receiver. I don't know if it was uh, Cortland Sutton or not, but it was one of them. Um, so he almost had two on the day. Um, you saw Abram get one, um, and then also you saw uh, you saw Nate Hobbs almost have one, and then they actually overturned it. Um, but all in all, it was a good day. And then I know that I should actually have this, but we had another interception, and it was on a, a random kind of rotational player, but. And then, oh, there we go, Brandon Faishan. So there's that guy. He's actually someone we picked up from the Chargers um, on their practice squad after we played the Chargers, and two weeks later he gets his first pick. So very good to see that. Um, and then on the flip side, um, you know, no picks for Carr. Let's talk about his day a little bit. So um, all in all, Carr goes 18 for 27, 341, um, two touchdowns. So, um, you know, what sticks out to me just, I mean, obviously – he was having to to represent the organization a lot in, in the press conferences and interviews. Um, so there's a lot weighing on him. I think what it allowed for him to do is really step up as that the leader of the team. Um, I know we have leaders, but you know, ideally you want your quarterback to be the face of the franchise, to be that person who speaks on behalf of the team, that not only his words but his actions um, reflect um, in a positive way, in a leadership 
based way. Um, and I think he's always done that. He's always, um, represented the organization properly. Um, and just going out and being able to play up to that level and get back to kind of how he was playing those first three games of the year. Um, very exciting. So, um, just if you want to look at the stats, um, something that I try to focus on, it's not the end all be all, but I think in this day and age, a very offensive friendly, um, (laughs) offensive friendly NFL, right? So if you look at all the, all the rules, um, against protecting quarterbacks, all the rules against, you know, the wide receivers that, you know, pass interference rules where you could really throw 50, 50 ball up and it's probably 70, 30 that it's, there's pass interference. And so that's just the way it is. Um, but the reason I'm saying that is it's such an offensive friendly, um, you know, NFL, right, offensive friendly, um, reft game and, and, and also how teams are building. So you see a lot of guys throw for over 300 yards and that's, you know, it's pretty normal. Um, you know, you see anywhere from 275 on up, you know, across the board for, you know, a lot of the starting quarterbacks. Um, but with, with Carr, just to see him throw for 341 on 18 completions, um, I just think that's what, where you look at and say, how did he get that, right? I think he's had some games where he's thrown for over 300 yards, but we've thrown the ball 45 times, you know, on 28 completions. So um, 18 completions, 341, that's an average of 12 yards per completion. So once again, doesn't tell the whole story um, or dictate whether it was a strong performance or a weak performance. I think it's just it shows that he was very effective through the air. He took care of the ball, no interceptions, um, two touchdowns. So um, you could just tell that he was in complete control um, and command and, and just some of the plays, you know, the big one to rugs to start. Um, they had, you know, he had multiple impressive throws. One of them um, was his second touchdown, which was to Kenyon Drake um, right before the half to make it 17 to seven, um, which was basically a wheel route. Drake came out of the backfield, um, kind of ran this out and up. Um, up the sideline and if you look at it and you watch the replay you see Carr he is getting pressure in his face which you know has been kind of a consistent theme this year which is fine Um, but he he releases the ball before Drake's even open but it's just that trust and that confidence in his guy and also his ability to to get it there and he had to get it out and so um, he throws a perfect ball Drake catches it over the shoulder ends up hurtling into the end zone Um, really awesome exciting chunk play Um, and so that's you know, that's kind of where, where the game was, was different. You know, it was 34, 24, um, the total score. Um, so the Raiders obviously ended up winning by 10, but you know, in this, in this day and age, it's, it's really, there's, there's two facets, at least for me is that you got to have explosive plays on offense and you got to take care of the ball on offense. So, um, if you can do that, then, you know, and on the flip side, create turnovers, um, you know, get to the quarterback, these aren't things that are new <laughs> that anyone doesn't know, but also they're very um, telling signs of the differences between wins and losses. So really good team win. Um, I think you can go you can go across the board and see just the level of energy and, and confidence and camaraderie um, that the team played with was very, very exciting to see, especially as mentioned, and everyone knows, it was a really tough and difficult week um, for the Raiders, and that was something that they were able to go out to mile high when they retired Mike Shanahan into the ring of honor um, a couple days after <laughs> Gruden gets, you know, he resigns and removed from Tampa Bay's uh, ring of honor, which is fine by me. Um, but yeah, really big, big challenging team win. And really, you know, not to say that the season would have been over if they lost, they'd still, you know, they'd be three and three. Um, it was just one of those things where they had so many things going in the wrong, the wrong direction from a performance wise 
um, losing two straight. And then also obviously the drama with, um, the Gruden email scandal, that was, uh, that it was just a lot of things ratting up and, and it just showed the, the true, the true grit, you know, really, and, and the true toughness of the whole team and the organization that they could rally together. So we'll see how, um, you know, how it translates from here on out, but, um, you know, definitely an exciting, an exciting day and an exciting win for the Raiders, um, you know, their last Sunday in Denver. And, and now, you know, they get to go home and, um, and take on the Philadelphia Eagles. So that's where we're going to, um, that's where we're going to move over to. But before we do, um, I will let everyone know who this, uh, who is representing this podcast, right? Who's backing up this podcast. So, um, Mikey usually does the ad reads, so forgive me. This is my first time. Um, but this episode and our podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. Um, so NFL fans, are you hungry for a big win this year? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Say what? That's what I'm talking about. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If sportsbooks, um, if sportsbook isn't available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Now, this is what you got to do. Okay, here's a call to action, guys. Download and gals, by the way. Okay. Um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN, which is the Pigskin Podcast Network, which we are brought to you by as well. Um, so use promo code TPPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win. With promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official Sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older. Um, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, please call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. So that was my first time, guys. Hopefully that wasn't too bad for you. Um, So moving on. Okay. Week seven, um, Raiders are um, taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. So this is an um, an interesting game. Um, it's really a, it's obviously I think every game is important. Um, the Raiders are two and one on the season at home, two and one on the road, which makes four and two total record if you're keeping track at home. So you have the Eagles, um, you know, coming across country out to Vegas. Um, and, uh, you know, they had their, their pre, I mean, they actually have, um, a lot of rest. They played on Thursday night. They lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, um, at home, which was a, a game that the Buccaneers controlled for the most part. Um, the Eagles showed some life at the end, but, um, but they get, they come out to Vegas on 10 days rest. So they're going to have that advantage. Um, we also tra- traveled from Denver, um, back out to Vegas. So, you know, they have a little bit, you know, a couple more days of rest, which is, that's just how it works, right? That's the season, the ebbs and flows of the season. So just a quick preview, um, 
just on the the Eagles in general. So they come into Vegas, they're two and four, um, and actually have their two wins have been on the road. So they are a team that can travel well um, and and get it done. So uh, what what you see in that, you know, let's just take the the offense side of the ball. So you got uh, you got Jalen Hurts. Um, so obviously, you know, in the in the off season, the Eagles chose to move away from Carson Wentz. Um, and Jalen Hurts was a rookie last year, showed some good signs, um, you know, towards the end of the year when he got into the game and, and the whole Wentz situation was an interesting development throughout, but, um, something that they ended up moving off and said, we're going to give you the keys to the car, Jalen Hurts, let's see what you got. So, so he comes in, um, you know, and he's obviously had, you know, six games this year. He had a handful of games with Carson Wentz being out the previous year. So he's got some good experience, still has some of those rookie tendencies, um, but overall in the year, um, you know, thumb for 14, almost 1500 yards, eight touchdowns, four interceptions. Um, you know, and he also can, he also can beat you in the run game. So he's, he is a somewhat of a dual threat guy. I think he is a pass first, um, think stylistically Russell Wilson, um, in a sense where he can't beat you in his, with his legs, but his true, um, idea for when he is mobile when he does get outside outside the numbers outside the pocket is really to beat you with his arm um i think he has i mean this is just me but i think he has an average arm um i think there's he he can throw the deep ball pretty well i just don't know if he can throw with a ton of velocity i don't know if he can throw it um or always kind of just take that deep shot that if you look at their receivers you got Devonte smith um Quiz watkins who's actually been coming on um, pretty well um so you got you know and then there's also Obviously, they recently um, they just traded Zach Ertz, so we're not going to have to deal with him. But but still, some good threats: Dallas Goddard um, and Jalen Rager, um, one of the more uh, problematic first round picks, if you ask any of the Eagles fans. But he's actually had a um, you know decent year. I think all these guys have been have participated, but I think their pass game really you know is something that I don't know if it's had or gotten into a good rhythm. Um, you know, the numbers are or what they are. I think a lot of it's been garbage time. Um, I think a lot of it's been when they're down a couple scores um, towards the end of the game. So, you know, all in all, I think they have some weapons that are going to be, that are going to threaten this team, um, that are or threaten the Raiders defense at least. And so got to be mindful of that. Um, you know, you also got Miles Sanders who really hasn't came on um, that well as anticipated. You know, you expect him to be the bell cow. And, um, you know, at this point he's, you know, as of last week, he got a little bit more incorporated into the run game. I would say that's one of the main points of focus that we need to be on the lookout for is the fact that it took Miles Sanders a little bit um, to get up and running this year. But um, if you just looked at the tape from last week against the Buccaneers, I think you saw him hit some, hit some gash plays. Um, They incorporated him into the offense. And I, you know, I would imagine um, at least uh, that they're going to try to get him involved just to balance it out a little bit more and put a little bit less on Jalen Hurts' plate to to do it all um, because I don't think it's it's really shown to be effective and that offense has um, had its ups and downs a little bit um, and been a little inconsistent. That's really what they're trying to get right. So, you know, the Raiders had a good defense performance last week uh, against the Broncos. You know, Teddy Bridgewater threw almost 50 times um, because they were down. And, um, you know, you're going to give up some plays, but we'll see um, what our plan of attack is for Jalen Hurts and also Miles Sanders. I think you'll see a pretty balanced um, effort um, from that team. So now, you know, let's just flip it to the other side of the ball. And, you know, they got some they got some players on there too, right? I think, um, you know, Darius Slay was one of the big acquisitions last year. He came over from the Lions. Um, he's a true shutdown corner, um, you know, two picks on the year. I, I think that it's going to be interesting, right? Because you look at it and say, well, who's, who's he going to go with? You know, I, I think that 
as far as Waller's concerned, I don't, I don't think you see him match up on Waller. I mean, Slay is more of like truly that boundary corner. Um, you know, he can play, he can play inside the slot. I just don't know if you see him um, think of uh, what's his name. Um, not Marshawn Lattimore, the other guy, uh, I'll figure it out. Um, anyway, excuse me from the Ravens, Marlon Humphreys, that's his name. Um, think of Marlon Humphreys. He was a bigger corner. Um, and he'll, he'll cover tight ends. He'll cover running backs. He'll cover receivers. He'll cover it all. I don't think you're going to see Darius Slay do that. I think you'll have him focused on rugs, um, because he has the speed to keep up with him. I think you'll see him, um, maybe sometimes on third down matching up in the slot against Renfro. And I think they'll have, you know, a plan of attack for, uh, for Darren Waller, who's always been, um, you know, the, the sole focus, at least for not the sole focus, but our top option um, receiving threat for our offense. And you see teams game plan around him. So, you know, they do have some they do have some good guys in the secondary. You got Anthony Harris. Um, I know he is questionable coming into this game, but he was a former Minnesota Viking. Um, Raiders were actually linked to him in free agency. Um, and, and then I know he ended up coming over to the Eagles. So he's in the secondary. You got Rodney McLeod in the secondary as well. So some notable names, Steven Nelson, who's came on a little bit, uh, more recently for that team. So their, their defense is, it's shaping up. I think they got some guys on the, you know, on the interior line with Fletcher Cox. Um, you got Josh Sweat and Derek Barnett, you know, some guys that can get after, um, get after the quarterback. So it'll be a challenge. Um, we'll see what, uh, you know, what Olsen, um, and really Carr's approach is going to be. I know that, you know, unfortunately it's just the situation with Gruden happened, but it has allowed Derek Carr to get into more, uh, you know, get more of his stamp or thumbprint on this offense and the scheme. So I think it's a good thing. Um, I think he has, he knows the system enough after four years and he's been in the league for eight years. And, um, you know, this is going to be his chance to really be more involved in play calling. And from what I was, what I read or what I heard is that Olson's calling the plays, um, and Carr has a hundred percent, um, trust or ability to you know pre-snap get out of any certain looks any plays and and so I think you'll see some of that I think you saw some of that last week against the Broncos so you know it's still a good that's probably the strength of the Eagles right now really is their defense um they've had to lean on them to keep them in the game when their offense has been a little bit spotty so um it'll be a good matchup I think it's strength on strength that way and then um you know but once again it comes down to the main points that you know we talked about earlier where you got to be able to, you know, get some chunk plays against this defense. You got to take care of the ball. So I think who can do that best um, will play a large role into, you know, how, how the game um, ends up. So, you know, right now going into it, uh, looking at the line, the Raiders are three point favorites. Now we've talked about this a lot. I'll say it again. They are the home team. Usually how Vegas does it is they give them a three point um, buffer for any home team. So they'll give them those, those points. So if you see a line, um, let's say it was Raiders minus seven, right? They're seven point favorites at home. If they were in Philadelphia, that line would probably move to Raiders, um, four point, um, favorites. So Eagles are in town. You know, that means they're three point underdogs. If they were in Philadelphia, um, or I guess let's just say if they were a neutral site, it would probably be, it'd be a pick them, but um, that's how the three points works. And so they're three point favorites heading into it, which is fine. Um, I, I understand that even though it was an impressive win, um, that there's still a lot of question marks and you wonder if that was like the game of the year for them to rally. And if there is a, uh, you know, a drop off in the second game, um, under Rich Bisaccia, who's the interim head coach. So we'll see, um, you know, we'll see how it all plays out, but ultimately I think, um, you know, I feel confident in this game, at least for the Raiders. I think they are a better team than the Eagles when it's all said and done. Um, 
that you know we were a better team than the Bears and we got embarrassed at home 20 to 9 it was just a complete dud um obviously there's a lot of other things that were tied into it but um you know I think the Raiders uh they get back home they have they have an opportunity to be 5 and 2 in the division and I think I think they end up coming out on top so I got the Raiders 27-21 over the Eagles um covering the spread Another big win at home. I think it, it's going to be a little bit ugly. Um, I think there's going to be kind of fighting in a phone booth, right? Um, where it's a team that they're they're going to want to run the ball a little bit more than they have. I don't think the Eagles' um, recipe for success is to throw the ball with Jalen Hurts 40 times a game. So I think you see a balanced attack with Hurts and with also um, Miles Sanders. Um, then you factor in um, Kenneth Gainwell as well. Again, Gainwell as well um, in that backfield. So. Um, and I think they're going to take their shots when they can, which is what they need to do. And um, But I think if the Raiders are able to you know, at least get out to a hot start and have the Eagles playing from behind um, like they have this season, uh, it'd be really a good opportunity for us to, you know, our D-line, you know, Crosby, Yannick, um, to pin their ears back and go and force Jalen Hurts to make some of those um, mistakes. You know, he hasn't played a full, <coughs> a full season as the quarterback, you know, as a QB1. So that's going to be, it's, it'll be interesting to see kind of, how we attack him, how what uh, Gus Bradley dials up, as everyone likes to say, let's just dial something up, right? <laughs> it's a good, good term. So we'll see. We'll see what Gus Bradley has in store for this team. Um, it's definitely a, like a potential explosive team. I think everyone across the league, um, maybe outside of the Giants, who just don't have any healthy players right now, or the Browns, but even the Browns showed out last week, so or last night. Excuse me. Thank you for taking care of the Broncos, there, guys. Um, so. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see uh, what what they have in store for us with Jalen Hurts, um, with some of those um, wide receivers, Devonta Smith, Jalen Rager, um, as mentioned, Quiz Watkins, as well as Dallas Goddard, who's now um, he's now the guy, right? Dow, uh, Zach Hurts was traded, which was interesting. After he he played in the game because they needed him because Goddard had COVID, and he's cleared now. From all everything I'm hearing is that he's going to make the trip out to Vegas, and he is, um, you know, planning on playing. So um, we'll see Goddard, but uh, Zach Hurts plays in the game, gets a touchdown, gets traded over the weekend <laughs> to the Cardinals. So um, we won't have to deal with him. But now it's Goddard, um, and he's he's very good. I mean, I, I think he's you know similar to like that Mark Andrews type, um, where he's he's deceptively deceptively quick um i think he can get into space he's a smart player he can find the zones in the coverage so um someone that we're really gonna have to keep an eye on and um you know really use you know nate hobbs or you know whether it's morig or whoever it is to play play him um obviously we'll run and chase a little bit with Corey littleton but you know they have they have some threats on the offensive side and we got to be aware of that and um we'll see if we can establish you know establish the run or at least effectively establish the run um to where we aren't so pass heavy and hopefully we get into um certain situations where we can we can take advantage and take some deep shots like they have um and they've been successful there so um but obviously Henry Ruggs will have a challenge with Darius Slay um being on him for I would imagine half the game who knows how they use Slay but that was just my anticipation so we will see how it goes um but it, it's an exciting matchup nonetheless so Philadelphia Eagles come to town three-point underdogs against your Las Vegas Raiders, our Las Vegas Raiders. Um, and it's going to be a good game, but definitely a game that, you know, obviously you want to win every game. But, you know, just looking at the AFC West, if, if you're able to, you know, if you're able to go 5-2, and two, um, would just be huge because, you know, you got the Chargers who are 4-2 and two right now. you got the Chiefs who are 3-3 three and three who have been 
up and down all year, um, but we know how dangerous they are. And also you have the Broncos who started out the year 3-0 and and then just as of last night lost their fourth straight. So, you know, the the AFC West is, is separated by basically a game, a game and a half. Um, so it's going to – it's we knew it was going to be a competitive division. Um, every game is important. Um, but it's this is one where the Raiders should win. They're better than the Eagles from my vantage point. If they weren't, you all know I would tell you, but I believe they are better – the better team in this ball game. I know that uh, the Chargers actually have a bye this week, um, which is a week seven bye in a 17 game regular season. It's it'd be a little early for you know for me, but you know it's the Chargers, so that's fine. Take the early rest there, guys. Um, but an opportunity nonetheless to take over first place um, in the AFC West, and that's going to be a big big opportunity for the team. And I think that you know I, I don't I don't think they're going to go out and roll them, but I think that. Um, they're going to show that they are truly the better team and will end up coming out victorious. And as mentioned in my prediction, 27-21 Las Vegas Raiders over the Philadelphia Eagles. So, um, so that's it. We'll see. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's nice to, to do this alone. Um, but I don't know if I would, I would want to do this by myself all the time. It's a little lonely, you know, I miss my guy. I miss, I miss seeing my, my partner in crime on the other side of this um, this screen, but once again, he is out this week. He will be back next week. Um, that is a promise um, that we will make to you. So, as always, um, we thank you so much to all our listeners. Thank you so much for for all the love, um, all the social media attention, um, the following, the crowd, the squad, all y'all. We appreciate you. Um, please like, subscribe, rate, review. Um, that's really the best way to get, um, this podcast growing, to grow our brand, um, with the social media platform, um, that is available with Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever, you know, talk to your neighbors about us. You know, they like the Raiders. Maybe they'll like us. You don't know. I I hope they do. I think we're pretty cool. So, um, anyways, we appreciate you guys. Raider Nation, as always stand up. We love you. We'll see how Sunday goes. And, um, Mike and I will be back at it next week, and um, yeah, looking forward to this game and looking forward to have uh, to have the boss back. Okay, he he says we're co-hosts. He's the guy. Just so everyone knows, this is this is the guy that it's, he's like the the Wizard of Oz, right? He's he's back there. He doesn't want anyone to see, but he's in the control tower, just making things happen. So um, it was a much deserved vacation for him. I mean, it was his honeymoon, so you know, we weren't going to not approve of this time off request. So we hope that he is enjoying it, um, in Hawaii, riding the waves, feeling some sun, feeling the vibes. And hopefully we, we can feel some, uh, you know, some victory Sunday, victory Monday vibes for this Las Vegas Raider team. So till next time, love you guys. Raider Nation stand up as always. We'll see you next time. <laughs>